yeah, why don't you go suck balls because you're an idiot. Hello and welcome to episode number 62 of Unrelenting for Friday, March 10th, 2023, where we're all using different mics today. Are we now? Yeah, well, I'm using, I went to the Shure SM7B, which maybe I used on the last show. I'm Darren O'Neill. He is Sir Gene. And today I tried because the one thing I don't like about the Shure SM7B is that with the normal small windscreen, I get plosives. Everybody fucking gets plosives and it drives me nuts mm. when I watch the professional shows or the professional podcast that use this microphone and it's plosive, plosive, plosive. It's like, fuck you, know, you fix only it. Only reason people are using this microphone is because Rogan. Joe Rogan yeah. was using this microphone and like people that literally know nothing about audio, but have money yes. are buying the SM7B. And it looks better than a lot of the microphones. It's a little less intrusive than the microphones. It is more compact. Yes. And it, it is interesting. But I will say you have less bass using this than SM7B. We got a little less bass. Maybe I need to yeah. uh, boost that bass up a little bit, which you never know. It's a different sounding microphone a little bit. And I, I believe that yeah. you're right that the, the RE20 has a little bit more to the bass. But because I hate the plosives. I put the big mofo on there, which is probably similar oh, that, to that is too funny because did you go with today, the big mofo? I am running. Hold on. Yeah, I'm, I'm running the AKG perception 200 microphone with the big mofo on there. See, it's the big mofo that makes the, the problem with the, <laughs> the EQ because now, I mean, I've done this before, but uh-huh. this is without the EQ on this oh microphone. I know. That is horrible. That is god awful. I know. This is no EQ to bring that high end back. Uh huh. So you need the EQ to bring the high end back. Yeah. 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 This is why, for people that don't know anything about audio, they buy one of these microphones and it's either they, if it's the sure, <laughs> they put the little windscreen on the little uh-huh. microphone cover and they get plosives up the yin yang, or they put this mm-hmm. thing on and it sounds like they're underwater. <laughs> Too funny. Too yeah. funny. How how uh, is my sound coming across? It sounds a little bit. It, it's a, this is not a good way to explain it. I guess it sounds yeah. a little cheaper than you're used to. It doesn't sound as yeah. high of a quality sound. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. Although this mic weighs literally twice as much as the RE320. Now, is this just they're filling it with lead to make it seem like a more impressive microphone? Well, I bought I bought this microphone in 1994. Why did you dust this thing off today? Um, because it was the the handiest one that I had uh, when, well, there's a combination of things. So I, I reinstalled my Windows uh, last Wednesday, I guess, two days ago, because, um, well, a few things happened. One of which was I was running out of space on my storage, so I needed to add another device. Uh, and another uh, SSD did that, and then the computer started sort of randomly crashing. So I'm like, ah, something screwed up, and then I couldn't boot anymore. <laughs> well, that's see, that is a problem. So that kind of forces you to reinstall Windows. Um, so did that, and the reason I was late today was because good old patch 
for the Motu that I forgot to install until this morning. And oh, it did, did you the blue same screen? Yeah, it blue screen <laughs> for about four reboots until I had to turn off the Motu, uh, run the computer, change the registry settings, then turn on the Motu. And hopefully now it'll be fine. But it, it seems to do that about every third reinstall, I've noticed. Interesting. So I, I can get away with twice just loading the patch as is. Everything works fine. And then do it again. Everything works fine. Do it again. Oh, blue screen. Well, it's like it changes so. something in Windows. And if Windows changes the uh-huh. bit rate and the bit rate uh-huh. doesn't match what Motu's expecting, then all things go bad. It's definitely doing something. But right now we're talking on the Motu. Everything's fine on there. But when I was doing the whole Windows reinstall, I I had uh, accidentally cranked the uh, the input volume on the Motu to max, and all of a sudden I heard what sounds like um, ground loop issues, like a ground loop uh, noise. You blew your Motu up. No, I didn't blow it up. I just cranked up the the input on it to max. And then without talking, I'm just listening to basically the dead air. Oh, right? So, right. so you're room. basically getting as loud as you can on yeah, the signal yeah, chain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And with no compression or anything else running. And, uh, and I heard ground loop noise. And this is something Adam mentioned when I interviewed him. Like, oh, yeah, you got a little bit of ground loop there. It's not yes. too bad, but you got some. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. I, I can't hear it. Well, he's got super ears. Well, now, he, especially because they the, well, yeah, he had bad ears before. Now he's got super ears. Yeah, the dental procedure was like cotton was taken out of his ears, which is bizarre. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I yes. mean, your jaw is kind of hooked up to your ears. Well, and that is, that is it. When you have yeah. dental infections, that does intertwine with your sinuses. What do you think all that crap drains? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah. Because I said I had the one, and I have to go back next week on Tuesday Mm -hmm. for them to finish up the root canal redo, Mm -hmm. where there was one little bit of infection, and he was just like, oh, yeah, there's there's a lot of that in there. So I can only imagine what kind of sludge came out. uh, Oh, yeah. It's got to be like ounces of sludge. Got to clean that thing up, which is why they injected some. I don't know why they they don't just put a little bit of mercury in there uh right inside the hole to kill off the bacteria because that's like and, that would totally do it and to kill off the host but mostly the bacteria well, right well but it might also kill off the host well slowly but the bacteria would they, like you wouldn't get infections at least like immediately you'd be good a little bit of mercury is okay look it's not like i haven't drunk thermometers before okay it's well, mercury does not insta kill you contrary to what modern kids think you did this on purpose was this to prove a when point you're a kid of course you do shit like this because it's fun to play with it's it's a liquid metal so you you break open the thermometers you play with it in your <laughs> hands you wipe your face and your nose and then you got what well, you got to try and see what it tastes like okay i want to see a show of hands in the troll room who else has ever everybody's done that everybody's drunk mercury i mean anybody that grew up in the woods running around uh, trying to avoid getting exploded by mines I don't think that's ever happened to anybody. Mm. I don't know, man. Happened to me. Well, you and have I a, turned out just fine. Right. <laughs> There's been no <laughs> brain damage at all that anybody can prove. No, you're thinking of lead. This is mercury. Mercury's Sorry. way different. So anyway, lead causes the thing brain you gotta damage. avoid with mercury is the vapor, not the liquid. Interesting. That's when it's mm-hmm. the most dangerous. 
Yeah, well, that's what poison you. But, okay, NetNet says he's did that, so I see, guess you're not alone. I tell you, dude, this is like if you're of a certain age, you probably played with mercury, and you probably got some in your mouth. I never did. Yeah. That was one problem I don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably grew up upper middle class or some shit like that. Oh, so sorry for that. I didn't have to eat mercury for dinner. Yeah, well, we did. Then that and I. You don't know. Anyway, so I've got, uh, I think I got everything running. And after I heard the ground noise, I'm like, oh shit, something's fucked up here. And then so I put on my uh, closest mic that was sitting to here, which happened to be this one, the Perception 200. And uh, uh, it sounds fine. I mean, it doesn't sound like you said. I I do agree with you that it sounds cheaper, right? Than the RE three twenty. Yeah, it's not as full bodied. It's not, uh, and I've got nothing going on with uh, like it's. I I'm running pretty much flat with no EQ on it right now, just because I haven't messed around with it enough. But I, and I'm probably not going to keep it on here. But it doesn't have the ground loop problem because this thing runs on um uh. What do you call it? Uh, USB? No, no, 48, 48 volts of. But you need the phantom power. Phantom power. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So there's no so, ground loop when you have a condenser type microphone that yeah. uses phantom power. Yep. Mm-hmm. But exactly. if you don't, then you have the ground loop. Yeah. So Weird. I ordered some uh, ferrite. Yes, rings. the little blockers. I ordered like a 48 pack of these little fuckers. So I should have them for the rest of my life uh, in a variety of sizes. So I'm going to be putting these on, I think every cable that comes in and out of the Motu. See if that does anything. Yeah, well it should. I mean, that's, that's what they're for. Um, I think it's probably the power cable, but I'm, I I've got enough of these to put it on all the cables. Well, cause yeah, the, uh, the microphone you normally use, the Electro Voice 320, is so hot you don't need a cloud lifter or something. Right. Nothing. But you yeah. throw that into, which I use for everything, and that mm-hmm. does engage the 48 volts of magic. So maybe that's why mm-hmm. uh, keep everything clean. Well, I don't. I like. I don't think I had that problem when I bought the mic originally. But <clears throat> there's a lot more shit running uh in the house now that's like on all the time all the different spy devices you have any dimmers i have no dimmers i i purposefully because i had that issue with dimmers back uh like in the 2000s so i've purposefully never added a dimmer to the house um but you know there's like kasori devices plugged in and god only knows what kind of interference they're creating on the power lines I know I should be getting my replacement air fryer tomorrow. Yeah, I, say, I think did you get yours yet or not? I think tomorrow. So it's took okay. a while. Well, that's good. But the, we do have a tracking number, so at least we. Oh, okay. So I believe they deal. sent it right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Because I thought otherwise, this is kind of a scam, and I know both my mother-in-law and my mother mm-hmm. have one of these because we bought them after we had ours, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's great!" So we bought them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and both of them. Like, oh, no, you can't see the serial number in the picture. Please send there for every one of them, including mine. There mm. was allegedly a problem. So I think this is also another way for them to try to keep the amount of people that are getting mm. these replacements mm-hmm. as low as they can. 
Well, if, if they had to cut the cord and then they can't see the serial number, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Well, and also, as I pointed out, if you know how to use Photoshop, you don't really have to cut the cord. Right. Right. Which was right. the best thing. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm still using it. It's like, wait, are you afraid? No, I've been using it for like four years. If it hasn't blown up yet, what's the, idea? you know, yeah. what are the odds? I think I'm going to cancel my Adobe. Well, you don't use it much. I really use it like once a month. And I use I it just, for everything. Yeah, I use it for everything. You get in your money. But I, I was on the uh, discounted plan, and then now they jack the price up to 60 bucks a month. Wow. They're, wait, so 60 bucks now? I'm like, screw this. I don't really need it. So Seven, wait, so 720 bucks a year just to have yeah. the Adobe suite. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because once a month usage is all I'm doing. And I know, I mean, I think they still allow you to buy like one program for maybe 30 yeah, but it's still, I mean, that's like 350 bucks a year. Yeah, for, for one for, program. Um, so I just downloaded uh, DaVinci Resolve for my video editing. Well, there are a lot is, of choices for video editing. Yeah, which I I'm heard a lot of good stuff about, and it's got the right, right, the right price point, free, uh, for non-commercial usage. And... Um, you know, I mean, for what I do with audio, which is uh, not a whole lot, I'm I'm mostly using Descript for doing all that stuff. So I really don't use. Right, because Descript gets you your transcripts. It does, but it also has a sweetener in it. So it, it'll it'll do the leveling. Like if you have two different people on, it'll right. auto level. It'll, it has that kind of stuff built in. Uh, and And the transcripts, obviously. And then, um, you know, the only big question there is Photoshop, which just all that really means is I need to get my Mac mini set up finally that I got like a year ago. Yeah. They're so and, much better now. The new Mac minis are better. Yeah. And I've got one. I just haven't. No, you don't even have, in. they have the M2 ones now. You have an M1. I have them one. Yeah. I mean, they, the M2s are them. out. You can get rid of the M1. Well, I haven't plugged in the M1 yet. <laughs> so that's why you want to go right to the M2. I've got an M2 laptop. You are the ultimate Apple customer when you're like, I haven't I'm even so plugged I in the old Apple. one and the uh, new yeah. one's already out. I know. No, I, uh, but I do have an M2 uh, laptop, so a MacBook. So uh, that's nice. not plugged in either. We'll see. There you go. <laughs> that may be a problem. It's crazy. Lots of power in those little things. There, well, yes. And I have the competitors already purchased a long time ago for those, which is affinity, something affinity paint or some shit like that, which is basically a Photoshop knockoff. Hey, whatever works, you know, Adobe is just easy for me. I am lucky enough to have a friend that can get me the discounted rate for being a educator. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like I was fine paying 20 bucks a month, right. which is what? 260 bucks a year or whatever. Yeah. Which is um, about what I paid. I think uh, for the whole yeah. year, and I, just, I mean, I, I want you, know, you can go buy a card at Best Buy. Unfortunately, you can't buy them from Amazon anywhere. Best Buy is the only one who will actually still send you one of these cards with the redeeming code that you need. Mm. And I was like 250 bucks or something for the year, which I'm like, OK, again, that brings mm-hmm. it to like 20 bucks that I'm willing to pay 60. It would be like, it's not worth it. I would pirate it again. Yeah. And I would I would even pay 260 bucks as a one time payment for a year of Adobe products, I'd be okay doing that. I don't want to pay 
60 bucks a month no. or 700 bucks a year is I just, I don't make any money with these products. This is, this is crazy money. Right now, if you're actually making money, you're like no big deal. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's look, there's plenty of products that I use that help me make money that are ridiculously priced that I wouldn't have unless I was making money with them. Uh, like the, uh, what's the thing called the, the uh, there's a, <clears throat> a website that basically lets people schedule meetings with you. Oh, right. And then they can pay for directly there as well. Right. Well, they, they can, I mean, I don't use that portion of it, but basically it, it allows anybody, not just people that have access to your calendar, but it, it essentially is a calendar access tool and scheduler thing. Um, that's kind of limited, but, uh, yeah, Calendly, that's the one I use Calendly. So it really, all it does is you send a link to yourself, to people, uh, or your link to people, and then it shows them when you're available to schedule a call or a meeting or whatever. And it's a very simple thing that is already built into Google. If you send somebody like if they have access to your calendar, then they can book their own meeting. But this would be for every, just any random person that doesn't have access to your calendar. People but that want they, a little gene action. They charge like 18 bucks a month for that functionality. So it's like 200 bucks a year for something that all it does is check your existing calendar and then sticks up a website to show people when you're available. I mean, that like that's, it's basically the kind of project app you would build in your second class of right. development in college. And yet here they are making money at it. 200 bucks a year. Yeah. But again, as much as I bitch about it, and I have bitched plenty, believe me, I pay it because it simplifies the, the task of booking people and, and, you know, clients, people that would pay me money so that, um, we don't have to have this back and forth. Well, I'm available Thursday at uh, like 3 p.m. Does that work for you? No, that doesn't work for me. What, what do you have next week? Like it simplifies that whole process. So as I can long as pay, you stay up to date with what's available. Right. Well, it ties to your calendar. So it's whatever's in your calendar. So as long as you put your own events in your own calendar, then you're good to go. So I could either pay 200 bucks a year for that app or pay $45,000 a year for a personal assistant. To accomplish the same task. Well, then there'll or, be the sexual harassment problem. Do it myself. That I've never had a single sexual harassment thing. No, I'm I'm really good with. Uh, by the way, how dare you assume that a personal assistant would be female? Okay, what percentage of the audience thinks Gene would hire a male personal assistant? Vote now. Okay, I've never hired a male personal assistant. Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. But, Thank you. <laughs> but how dare you assume that? How dare we make assumptions based uh -huh. upon facts uh -huh. of the previous 50 years? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had lots of personal assistance over the years and, uh, I, I, so many non-disclosure agreements. Um, yeah, I mean, that's normal. That's a standard thing. Everybody does that. That's not unique to me at all by any means, especially if you're tiger woods, sometimes you just have to trick the woman to leave the house so you can change the locks. What? There was, what a, was yeah, there's like some I, story. I'm not, this, not familiar with this. There's a woman trying to sue Tiger Woods that was an ex-girlfriend and she wants to 
vacate the non-disclosure agreement because something like she said he tricked her into leaving the house and when she left the house he changed the locks it was a great story tiger woods has led a very fun life it sounds he like sounds like he's got a few money issues there like he's, he's probably going to be paying well he, he is paying out to a lot of people right now isn't he yeah but i think he's right up there with yeah. jordan i think he actually became a billionaire through Did all he, of his deals really so. holy shit yeah for him uh-huh. I didn't realize he was making that much playing golf. Well, it's not just the playing golf. It was everybody wanted to, you know, sell your tiger shirts and your tiger oh, right, clubs right. and your tiger golf you shoes your Nikes and, and all that crap. Tiger condoms. Probably. I don't know. He's got, mm. he's got a whole bunch of aspects. He can go down. I get that's true. Hmm. It's all about finding that magical exit strategy. You know, who I was surprised has a lot of money. You're probably not, like, you may not be techie enough to know who he is. Uh, but there's a there's a YouTube channel called Linus Tech Tips. Oh yeah, I, I subscribe to him. You do? Okay, you yeah. know who Linus is. He's a very he's nerdy looking guy. Super he's been nerdy, forever. super dorky. Been around for a long time. I mean, he still looks like he's young, even though he's not that young. Anymore. Oh, I know. I mean, if he, if I had to guess, I'd be like he's easily in his early thirties. Yeah, that's what he looks like for sure. Like he's barely out of his twenties, but I think he's actually in his late thirties right now. But you know what his net worth is? No. Uh, sixty eight million. Damn. He that can afford channel, the adrenochrome. That channel has uh, 15 million subscribers and has done extremely well. That's his main channel. He's also got like five other channels that they do stuff on. So he's got a nice little empire there, and he's starting to get sexual harassment claims going against him. Nice. So we'll see, right? Yeah, once you have enough money, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a guarantee. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, well, oh, wait, yep. we can. He, he, he said something to me. This is all this stuff's got to stop, man. The world is going crazy. I agree. There's no, and I, I think back. it's the lawyers because the the lawyers essentially aren't going to do anything pro bono. It's not even pro bono. It's like they're not going to do anything based on percentage of what you get if you win. If that number is too low, if the potential number is too low for a uh, either settlement amount or if they win in court amount, no one's going to take the case. But if if they're suing somebody really rich. Well, hell now they just crawl out of the woodwork and there's plenty of them ready to get going and take the case. That is why success is under attack. Well, it is, it is. It also, I think sort of explains the Clinton uh, death list. Oh, well, yeah, there's so many different ways people surrounding them have died. Somebody's going to sue the Clintons. Well, Uh they take care of it ahead of time. I love the Clintons. I would never sue the Clintons. Oh, I do too. No, Hillary is my favorite. I would vote for her in a heartbeat. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but, <laughs> but it's amazing how many people have off themselves that were affiliated with the Clintons over yep. the years. I mean, and they want to do it so badly at times they put three, mm-hmm. four bullets in their head. Right. I mean, just make sure they commit suicide properly. Yes. Uh, but like literally people that, that had, perfect lives you know well off kids family everything uh they just can't they just are so depressed that they commit suicide by uh double tapping themselves it'll happen jumping off of a hot tub into the middle of a building jumping off a hot tub with an electrical line Uh attached to your neck (laughs) with with the cover on yeah Mm -hmm. nothing to worry about no 
No. You so somehow fall into a hot tub and then pull the cover on over yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then can't get out. It happens all the uh, time. It's a it's a real danger. These hot tubs are. Avoid all things uh, that could have hot you tubs, dead. Uh, private cars, uh, planes. I mean, all super dangerous things that successful people tend to die as a result of. You got to be careful. This world is seriously out to get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you are friends with Clintons. Well, yeah. But I know I know somebody that knows Hillary. So I mean, and he's still alive. You know. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, I would treat him as though he wasn't. Right. It could happen at any time. <laughs> yeah. You never know. You might just disappear in a strange Tesla know. accident. No, the yeah, car went just, right into Lake Michigan. It was weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. It just just kind of drove itself right in there. Uh, that is one of the things that is a little dystopian about Tesla's. And th- now there, it's not just Tesla's. The other, there's other self driving cars on the road now, but just the idea that. Uh, in theory, you can take over the card at any time. But in practice, like, you don't know if they're going to be able to turn off the gas pedals on you. <laughs> you. You push the brake, nothing happens kind of thing. Right. It's, uh, I don't know, man. It, it, it's It's one of those things. And, you know, I drove an electric car, but mine was more of a golf cart than a car. Uh, I had the Fiat 500E. Those were kind um, of fun, weren't they? I love that car, man. I was so sad to get rid of it. And I got rid of it because they closed their dealership network. And you don't really want to own an electric car that nobody can service. Right. Because when it breaks, then it, it, it breaks. turns into a disposable item. Right. Yeah. It was like my Drobo when the power supply oh, went bad until you it get. Was just like your Drobo. Yes. Until you can get that part replaced. It's like it's a brick. It is a brick. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, when they said shut things down, they they do have a new version of it in Europe, which actually is really nice. So they've more than doubled the range on it and increased the the horsepower uh, by putting some bigger motors and a bigger battery in that thing. But it's still the same size. And that's what I loved about it is it's for living right next to downtown the way I do. It means that I could have like parked in any parking space and not worried about like not being able to open the doors or somebody dinging me because the car was like two thirds the size of a parking space. Which very, was nice. Very, very easy to get in and out. Yeah. And you could have luck. driven that in the Irish roads and been happy. At, well, that's what it's made for, right? Yeah. So like on the Irish roads, it would, it, yeah, you probably wouldn't even bump mirrors. Right. That's, that's what fun is that? Small car is. <laughs> Thin enough. It's like a bicycle uh-huh. with a shell on it. Yeah. But it was very comfy and people were always surprised at how comfy the interior was because uh while it technically had four seats, practically speaking, it was a two seater. And uh and so if you treat it as a two seater, the two front seats had plenty of room. And plenty of leg room because right. you could slide them all the way back to where they touch the back seat. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I had a 96 fact, Camaro for years and people are like, yeah. how can you fit in that? It's like, do you ever yeah. see how far back the seats go? Yeah. Uh, have you taken out the uh, any of the new Camaros, the current gen? No. I, I, are they fun? Are they better? Uh, so here's the problem that I ran into. I, I got a convertible uh, rental, Camaro rental. Um, 
it was the only convertible I had, and I, I really, for whatever God knows why reason, said it I wanted the convertible. So, it could, <clears> so the, you could have the wind flow through your hair? Yeah, yeah, that's it. The The top of the window was at my eye level. The, the windshield, you mean in front? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, do the seats not go down? They don't go any lower. Now, see, that's bad. Because <laughs> it was, for I me, could, that was, I, it was I close. I had to lean back. Yes. I had to l- literally be at a... 45 degree angle like i'm driving while i'm you know sitting on the chaise lounge right that's how dale earnhardt used to drive though so i that's kind of what i did in the camaro he was very much reclined which was it seems like a not very comfortable way to go no no i don't like that i prefer that my eyes are in the middle of the windshield not you want my view well come on you want to see what's coming what fun is that yeah crazy but that will be you know again I have not been driving much because of the vision issues. Yeah. Yeah. But with that said, I went to, you know, beyond having the other heart issues, I went to see my retinal guy. It was my six month checkup. Your rectal guy. Retinal. Retinal. Yes. (laughs) I don't have a, I don't need a rectal guy yet. Thank Uh goodness. Everybody. Can anybody recommend a good ass doctor? I don't have. Well, they, didn't they schedule you for that? Because they always start scheduling you at fifty for that. I did have the colonoscopy. Yes, there you go. Yeah. So I did. I was all clean and green with that one. They're starting them earlier now because they. Not sure, it's supposed to be green. <laughs> Just a figure of speech. Mm-hmm. But I went to see the retinal guy, and where mm-hmm. he's normally just you know they always check out both eyes, which the left right. eye is the one that still has enough vision for me to you know read the troll room. Mm-hmm. although there's lots of floaters and that kind of stuff. And the right eye is the one that pretty much got screwed up after five different retinal detachment surgeries where the, you know, yeah, the first four, they couldn't get it to stick. And now that's the problem. Yeah. What we have had in that eye, I can see a little bit of light. So, I mean, if you take your hand and wave it furiously in front of me, I'll see the movement, but I mm-hmm. probably couldn't tell you much else. It turns out go ahead. that. Uh, I believe starting next year, mm-hmm. the doctors, you know, he's looking at that eye and he's like, well, you know, because it still has the oil that they put into, they put a silicone oil mm-hmm. in the eye to preserve the retina. Normally that would come out, except it doesn't hurt anything. So the fact that there was no vision there, it was like, we really don't need to do it. It's not going to mm-hmm. really do much except for all of this time. Now, I guess it is starting to scar the cornea yeah. a little bit. Right. Which, I mean, you can get a corneal re, you know, transplant if you have to do that. That's at least a possibility. Uh, Probably not fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's like, there's uh, some gene therapy studies. And I'm like, I get enough gene therapy every week <laughs> on Friday. That was Bemrose's mm-hmm. joke. I didn't even think of it. He's like, did you tell me you've had, had enough gene therapy? Like, yes, I'm paying for gene therapy trials. Starting, I think he said uh, next year, although you know how these things are. Yeah. That they're, all re- you know, they're filing the paperwork now. Well, that shit works great. I've got a friend that does all that gene stuff in Mexico, and they're like way ahead of the curve on that. They do all the illegal stuff. Yes. And uh, it's amazing how well that stuff works. And they're, they've figured out how to not use like aborted fetuses now. Which is good. Yeah, I think so. I think so. They're, they're figured out how to use cells out of your own body but your your body has apparently a whole shit ton of stem cells in it that are dormant 
and they find yeah. those, whatever they're doing. And they just, I guess they'd never turn on or something, but they're still in there. But it, they figure out a way to suck that stuff out, grow them externally, and then, you know, inject them back into various parts of your body. A lot of people have had them in shoulders, like getting their shoulders that have had 20, 30 years worth of uh, not, not back to normal. You know, we've all had short shoulder issues at one point in our lives, usually. And uh, people are just saying this is miraculous how, like, they they all of a sudden remember what their shoulder used to feel like, meaning full motion and no pain. Right. For the first time in 20, 30, 40 years. Which is great. Yeah. Now, it does require that you have injections of uh, 20-year-old blood every week. But other <laughs> than that part of it, it seems to be miraculous. Yeah, and that's the point here, which is our issue is that the retina was so scarred that that's why no light is coming through. And I, for everybody that's ever had their eyes dilated and the doctor puts that light in your eye and it's like, ah, you yeah. can barely stand it. Yeah. When they do it to that eye, it's like, I can barely see the light. Ugh. So, I mean, that's how badly the retina is scarred he's like but this new treatment they're having really good success with jacking whatever into the retina and regrowing the retina or whatever i don't know if it's regrowing or you know what it's revitalizing what it's doing i don't know what the problem is with the retina so i was going to interrupt you and say and that sounds almost exactly the issues my dad's had which is with each surgery to fix the thing that actually makes it worse and i don't know if he's had five but he's had at least three uh and it's just gotten progressively worse with each time but it it seems to me like like the the hard to replicate part the part that's probably not fixable uh is the actual light sensitive cells on the back of the eyeball right where the, the everything in the front of the eyeball ought to be i would think manufacturable oh yeah they jack new lenses in i mean when you get the cataract mm-hmm. out you put you know, they, the lens, all that stuff is fairly easy. It is that yeah. that little bit of your human flesh that converts the light rays and turns them into what your brain puts, you know, mm-hmm. the, what you see, literally. That is, I guess, the tough part because you it, yeah. it has to be done right. And it's, it's yeah. an interesting thing because it's like it's you've never heard of any like retinal replacements, most things in your body, I mean, including hearts, as people know, you can get a heart transplant, you can get lung transplants. Yeah. I've never heard of that with retinas and it may just be because the eyeballs are so, yeah. you know, it, they're just so in, intricate. Yeah. Well, it, it's, they are, first of all, the optic nerve is a very short nerve that goes directly into your brain. So you're, you're really what you're seeing with the actual cells are just extensions of your brain. And I need more brain. Mm, debatable. <laughs> but uh, you've had all the brain you need for a while. You're right. Otherwise, everybody else would just look really that's dumb right. next to me. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's exactly. I mean, look at the size of that noggin. I know. Christ. The last thing you need is more brain. But what I need is to, to regenerate or get rid of the scarring to where that can, uh, that can be rejuvenated. Yeah. So what causes the scarring? I mean, I don't want to turn this whole damn episode into a medical show. Like, like it usually know. is. Well, sometimes it's a cooking show. True. And well, it's the same kind <laughs> of thing. Cause it's a music show with the uh, retinal detachments. What they normally do is laser 
the retina mm-hmm. back, which basically spot welds, for lack yeah. of a better term, the retina back to the back of the eye. And mm-hmm. because I went through so many surgeries and so many lasers that what was left by the time the guy that uh, I go did to. You dis- did, I mean, isn't it usually like people that have concussion sports like football that have the detached retinas? That is one of the ways you can get a detached retina. For me, it started with a small hole in the retina Hmm. and then progressed. It was always a warning from the eye doctor that I've gone to Mm -hmm. for years and years because my eyes are very elongated. Mine, when Mm -hmm. you look at normally, you know, they're uh, they're more oval kind of mine's more like a football. It's more stretched out. Mm, so I guess it, like family guy eyes. Right. And or I guess it's eyes. harder to uh you know, also harder to do this because by the time I found the right surgeon, the right uh, mm-hmm. you know, guy to do it, it was maybe a little too late that mm. you know, he was even ordering different tools. He's like, Cause your eyes so big, I need something that's a little longer than normal to do what he needed to do. No, that's that's not a good wording sign. No. And what they, what he finally did, yes, I need bigger tools to to poke around in your eye. And what he finally put in was a scalaral buckle. I believe they call it, which is basically taking an O-ring and, uh, and, and sewing that to your, so the retina stays up. Well, and to force the eye shape a little more around. Yeah. Now, by the time that was all done, there was not a lot of vision there, but now if it's possible to bring that retina back to life, I don't know what kind of vision to expect, but it'd be nice to have a little vision out of that. eye. Everything would be purple. That would be awesome. Yeah. Live in the purple haze, but that would be okay. Cause if you had some vision out of it, then it, it would be maybe purple haze, you know, more fun. Well, there was a purple haze for, it was probably well over a year. That was what mm. that eye was producing it was a purple mm. you know static kind of if you remember the static from the old tvs mm-hmm. a purple version of that which uh you know i never could understand and there were you know all sorts of different great light shows and stuff going on mm. where it would get like a circle and then it would expand and uh i guess this is mm. all again your brain going huh i used yeah. to be getting a signal on this channel yeah, exactly it's your brain Slapping the eyeball on the side of the head. Yes. Which is the one on, of the, work. Yes. Work. <laughs> yes. Which is one of the beautiful things. Cause it's like, well, this also gives me hope that with this kind of therapy, the brain's yeah. like, Hey, just give me something. I'll figure it out. They do have artificial retinas. Uh, they're not very good. And they're basically for blind people, like actual blind people, not you. Right. While you're getting there. Yes. But it, it's, uh, is super low res. I mean, we're talking like 128 by 128 pixels. Right. You just get something. You get, it, it's more than just, is it on or off? You get a, a rough general shape of things that have very high contrast. That's about it. Which but is it, still it life people, changing for. It is because it, it basically allows people to know, like, did they turn the lights on or off or is, is there a, uh, you know, are they sitting in front of the computer monitor or is their chair turned around and facing something else? Right. Well, I don't know why you'd be sitting in front of a computer monitor, but I guess you could have a Braille monitor thing or something. I don't know. Well, I remember a story not long ago mm-hmm. and it was like some chick went nuts and took out her own eyes. Yeah, that's pretty bad. 
you know, I don't know if I, I don't remember if it was drug induced, whatever it was, it would make sense if it were. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that, you know, she talked about was it was really hard even trying to learn how to cook eggs again. And I'm like, how would you do that without seeing them? Oh, I could totally do that. You can. Okay. So we're going to have a challenge gene in a blindfold oh, eggs, five perfect. different ways. One of the things that I used to do back at when I was doing more training is I used to go for walks blindfolded. Whoa. Yeah. Like go where? Around, walk around the lake. Uh, <laughs> okay, how many times did you fall all. in? Never fell. You have to learn to use the force. You, did you hear Obi-Wan? Yeah, I heard a variant of Obi-Wan, not the actual Obi-Wan. Oh, well, but, that uh, would, yeah, because that would be but weird. There, you, you, have to, you can stimulate your other senses to, to do a certain amount of compensation, like get, you know, echolocation working for you. So you can, you can see when other people are walking towards you without actually having your eyes open. Interesting. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it, you have to be more careful. I will say that. But uh, yeah, you're yeah, not going to drive. I've done that a number of times. Like I've I've walked around the uh, two and a half mile loop without having my eyes open at all. That is kind of impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. does the beard help with direction? And often I don't turn lights on, and you know, in a kitchen at all at night. I just cook blind. Okay, why? Why? Why would anybody do this? Um, you know, I mean, there's a certain amount of laziness involved, but also I've, I've always been a, a big fan of, uh, maximizing the, um, the use of all your sensory organs. I guess that would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's just a fun little exercise that you never know when you become blind. That's a, it's a possibility. Yeah. I've had that uh, thought. A few times, especially yeah. after this, all of this, it's like, okay, what would happen if you go the yeah. next or the same thing with, you know, put the, like shooting earplugs in that, that have 32 decibel reduction and then just wear them the entire day. And, you know, while you go grocery shopping, do everything else. And you basically, well, you would miss all the eighties playing thing. over the PA. Well, you, you would hear, a, yeah, that's about all you'd hear. And if you can name the tune, just getting that information, you <laughs> yeah, know, you listen yeah. to way too Let's much. Let's see. Well, that's a uh, 146 beats per minute. I got that out of it. Uh -huh. um, let's see. What could that be? I'm sure there's a C chord, a G chord, and an A chord in there somewhere. Probably a D uh, and it'll resolve. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. D minor. Okay. Let's see. What do we got? Now it's, it's about a million different tunes. Welcome. To I, music I don't know. I, maybe other people like haven't done these exercises i kind of assumed everybody knows how to do that so it was at least a good bit of news like wait there's there's hope on the horizon there is yeah i think stem cell slash uh dna related treatments dna therapies are they're definitely available south of the border and they're slowly and in Europe. available here yeah i don't know about europe i you know I don't want to make that assumption because I think Europe's kind of falling to the dark ages at this point. They're going so back in time. They used to be the ones that may the, no longer be available in Europe. Yeah. They've been the four at the forefront of a lot of this stuff, but I guess I can see uh, they're also falling into their own political quagmire. Boy, are they, they have a, it, you know, one of the things that amazes me is how lockstep Europe is with American policy. It's a little weird. It is amazing. Like I never thought you could get 
this many countries that have their own elected government to be in complete agreement about cutting themselves off at the knees. Well, yeah, because it's for climate change. It's work or it's for you. It's for a good cause. It's because Russia's evil. Mm-hmm. It's because of climate it change. It doesn't matter what the cause is. It's no. just they're willing to do it. That's the amazing part. Because when the U.S. went in to invade Iraq, there was slight support, you know, like moderately at the onset. And it fairly quickly dwindled to where it was just the U.K. and the U.S., which is what enabled us to call it a international operation against terror is because the UK didn't drop out, but everybody else kind of dropped out. And now like they've had sanctions imposed against themselves. I mean, well, they think it's against Russia, but it's really against Europe. They've had their pipelines blown up by the U S and yet they're still sticking with this whole, like we'll do anything it takes. We'll, we'll keep sending a tank a month to Ukraine for as long as they want them. It's amazing. It is amazing what people will do to lessen their life, lessen their comfort, lessen, well, their wallet, mm-hmm. especially in order for, for the, which is weird because I would think we're in a, now in a time where people don't give a crap about their neighbors. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. concept that people are like, we're worried about the common good. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that 99% of the time that most people are like, oh, I'm going to make a decision that's not good for my family, but it's good for the people next door. Yeah. I yeah. don't buy that. I don't buy that as the overall way a human being will think because for centuries, it's it's in our DNA to... Mm-hmm worry about ourselves at all costs self-preservation it it is but i i mean this is a hard topic to talk about because you get a lot of people that don't really understand it they start giving you flack but no, you get flack it. i can't believe that i know right and it's eugenic but i did talk about it on my uh last interview that i did which is up on both youtube and sir gene speak to uh, a guy that was a uh, ex-con and uh, it's a very interesting interview if you haven't listened to it uh, personally like I'm talking to you not the audience I would recommend it because I think you'd enjoy it do you recommend it to the audience as well or just uh, to me? maybe not so much <laughs> but uh, definitely for you Darren I would I would recommend it um, no it's a fascinating interview he, he was a border patrol agent uh, he's been a writer most recently he's done a lot of interesting jobs but then in the middle of all that, uh, he, uh, he became a felon and served four-year prison term. That'll change your perspective. Yeah, maybe. But it, it's, it's fascinating hearing about stuff that most of us has just never had experience with. I mean, look, we've all played a few games in the bedroom with handcuffs and all, but it's totally different than being locked up for four years. Really? I would think. Your your sexcapades are a little different than doing hard time in a federal right? prison. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, if those two things aren't different, I'm wondering what you're doing in the bedroom, one. I mean, it's, it's there are probably then That's things not to ask. They probably. Were, they would yeah. probably be things that would actually get you put into the prison. Well, so. Maybe. 
good preparation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he did what? Oh. Yeah. Four years, man. Uh-huh. This is where the sexual harassment comes in. It's, uh, but it's, again, it's interesting. To see, oh, he's also like a massive action figure collector. Which, of course, you would do while in prison. Well, he ha- he'd, he'd been doing it way before prison, and he's doing it after prison. But he has, uh, in the video, if you watch the YouTube video version, that's where you can really see it. Behind him. He's collected all of the real dolls. It is, yeah, no, these are the, you know, these are the, the little figurines. Yes, I, yeah, so it's, it's the, like, G.I. Joes or Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, all that or, kind of crap. I don't yeah. understand that. I mean, I, I guess I played with the, the Star Wars ones when I was a kid or whatever, but it's not, yeah. Some are anyway. worth a ton of money. I mean, there's well, no and doubt. they're all sitting in the original packaging. That's what makes them a collector. And yes. Not a crazy man. Uh, Once he takes them out of the package and plays with them, then he's yeah, a crazy he's man. He's crazy man, exactly. But he's got like four rooms of his house full of these things. So me, maybe he is a crazy man, even if he doesn't play with them. It all depends. They're all what, going up in value. Yes. Well, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you mm-hmm. can say he's crazy, but he's, uh, he's saving in something other than U.S. dollars, I guess. Yeah. I mean, my dad collects all sorts of baseball stuff. There's he that. also did really good with, with uh, Dogecoin. Well, yeah, if you get in early on this stuff, bam. So apparently, he got in early, and then he sold it when it was actually worth something, and then he just paid off his house. That's a pretty good deal. So, no house payment. Yeah, exactly. That is a pretty good deal. I mean, people collect all sorts of, I mean, I've got the vinyl. I like to collect vinyl. Yeah. It's... Uh, You're... Just one step less crazy right there as far as I'm concerned, but yeah. Because I can just throw it on and enjoy the music, and you're like, but you could just do that by clicking on this thing on your computer. Why would I want to listen to something that literally damages the the source every time you play it? Because that way you could buy more. <sighs> and if you have, I mean, I will agree with you. Like, LaserDisc made way more sense to me. Oh, I agree. And I think we talked about that once. There is a turntable Mm-hmm. that uses a laser to yeah. read the vinyl, which that, is like, I'm all for that. That's yeah. crazy. Cool. Well, and if you remember, uh, laser discs had analog audio. Yes. Which was then converted into digital. No, no, it wasn't. Um, I mean, well, okay. Kind of was. Yeah. Right, because it wasn't like if a needle was going on, it, that would have been even cooler. Though. But, but they didn't record audio on the laser disc by turning into ones and zeros the the video was done that way the video was digital but the audio was actually uh it was an analog uh sensor that they had so it was it was literally done just like um records except with a laser and much finer grooves in there uh but they were measuring the the reflective angle of the laser for the audio track. And uh, I, a lot of people were buying laser discs, not to get the video, but to get the best quality, um, you know, soundtrack from star Wars. And oh, yeah, or and if others. you're getting, you know, Paul McCartney and wings rock show on laser mm-hmm. disc, you wanted that audio. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was considered to be the absolute pinnacle of audio. Cause it, it had, 
it, it didn't have the objection that everybody had to CDs. It was like, yeah, this sounds like crap. It's all ones and zeros, which I think is still bullshit, but fine, whatever. But this way, you kind of got best of both worlds. It all depends upon the machine that is converting that digital into analog. And there were some CD players that mm-hmm. sucked. And there's some sure, CD players, sure. and, and I think most of it is snake oil, because there are still some CD players that you're like, I think Macintosh has one that's like $10,000, and you're like, yeah. yeah, no. Because I can put it into a $30 drive in my computer and have it mm-hmm. read it 14 different times to make sure there's no error, you know, and... Uh, yeah, and then save it as an MP3 file the way it should be. Yes, well, save it as flack. I don't like to go into the MP3. I like yeah, the I full, know, I'm just giving you shit. No, I like I, the full... You but can have the flack in there. That's fine. Yeah. With a with a proper turntable that's set up well, you should be able to get a thousand plays out of a record. Now, if you're using a Crosley suitcase thing you bought for fifty nine bucks, you like two or three plays. Forget it. Your record's dead. Yeah. Well, my problem with the the, uh, the record players is always that you first have to pour concrete that you're going to put this thing on, uh, and and the fact yeah. that your your table sitting in that concrete <laughs> for the player weighs about 800 pounds didn't help matters either well you're absolutely right because when i had a turntable before i got married in my bedroom in the upper level yeah walking across the floor you could hear it mm-hmm. luckily where my turntable is now it is on the lower level which is a concrete slab so i don't have that problem mm-hmm. yeah but that is kind of what you slab. need that's why you don't have a problem yes or or you buy for like 500 bucks these things they sell to isolate the, you know, the turntable. Yeah. You set your turntable on top of this and it magically absorbs all of that. Right. And that shit does work. I've seen that in action. Now, the other problem with uh, turntables is you can't play them without gravity. <laughs> How often are you without gravity? You totally do that with CDs. True. Which is well, why I like to practice non gravity uh, behaviors on my time off, you know? There was recently uh, a kick people learn how to move around when no because you're going to be there. shot into space. Are you going to the Russian space station? Is that uh, what's going on here? There's no official Russian space station. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. I did that. We'll, we'll edit that part out. But there was, I think it was a Kickstarter for a new turntable that was trying to be fancy and hold mm-hmm. the record horizontally, like up, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's I like had a record cleaner like that. Well, you know, with the cleaner, maybe, but with the player, it's like, again, you're yeah. relying upon on a normal turntable, the right amount of weight to give the stylus needle what it needs going yeah. around the record. When you're doing that in that position, you don't have gravity. No, you got to use a spring. So, and, and that you're going to end up screwing something up. I just don't see that as being the best way to do it. Yeah. But it looks cool, man. Um, yeah, you know, I think there were some expensive brands that had uh, record players that were sideways, if I remember correctly, like, um, Bang & Olufsen. Well, a lot did it with Bang & Olufsen definitely did it with the CD player. They had the triple disc player back in the eighties. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, I had an Ankyo six disc player and my dad still pissed off that his Sony was like a two or 300 big carousel mm-hmm. thing. Yes. Finally yes. gave up. I had a Pioneer that had a whole like 200 CD storage. I had the Onkyo five disc rotary 
which let you change four of the discs while yes. I played one. Oh yeah, you had that. Yeah, it was. They were up to six by then, I believe. Were so they? It was five okay, yeah, one. mine had five. And uh, then let's see. I did have one other one other than the Sony. I can't remember if Sony was one hundred or two hundred, but it basically just kept them in a uh, square block, and it just sucked out a CD to play it. Right. It was like a and big it, jukebox. Yeah, kind of a jukebox. I think I did get a two hundred uh, something. It wasn't a Sony though. It might have been. Oh, I can't remember what it was. No, I think. Okay, I had a Pioneer one that had a hundred, and then I eventually got a Sony that did two hundred. That's what it was. And I think maybe it's the Sony that he has and i think it's just the belts in this thing but i'm like Broken. nobody and he's like well you can't no. you buy these anymore i'm like no no they're, why they're would old. you want to just convert the damn discs to mp3s and be done with because it. they don't know how to do that that's the problem when you're old you don't know there's probably a service for that you can look it up on google like how do i convert cds oh i could do it for them but then it's like well how do i get it how do i do this mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. i've tried that in the past hooking up something to their tv where it's like you here here's i I gave you like eight thousand movies Mm -hmm, you can mm -hmm. watch whatever you want and that's fine but then adding more to it's a pain in the ass and although now it's easier with with high-speed internet because you could just make sure it's outside accessible and then just transfer whatever i want over to it but uh, i think i told you back when i lost my my nas when i had two drives die in that thing and i didn't notice uh, I lost my entire uh, movie collection, which I had kind of built up over a decade or so. And while it sucks to do the, to lose that, I have to admit that I've watched maybe two movies in in a decade. Right. I well, never no, fucking watch this because there's always new stuff around. There's always something, and I went through that with my CD collection, and I went mm-hmm. through the process, which is why it's way more backed up than anything that I've downloaded. Because mm-hmm. like every CD that I rip personally, it's like that was a time suck. Mm-hmm. So it felt like that was work. Yeah. So I don't want to lose that stuff. No, my, I did that uh, back in the early two thousands. I kind of saw the writing on the wall. So I just ripped all my CDs at three twenty. Um, Cause I still wanted to be able to play them in the car and the car wouldn't play you know, black or some other format. Bastard. Uh, so, but three twenty is good enough for most stuff. And so I ripped everything, got rid of the CDs. And then I've got at least three different places where all of that backed up, including one of them being at my buddy's house. So that way I like, hopefully that shit never gets lost. But, but that entire collection of, I want to say around two and a half thousand CDs or so that I had, uh, it all fits on the single SD card. That's crazy. Which is stuck in my car. So my car literally has every CD I've ever bought over my lifetime. What are the There's, SD cards up to now? Are they up to like a terabyte? Uh, well, this is just a 256. That's that, like that entire collection of two and a half thousand CDs is fits on one single 256. Well, that's true because it's an MP3. Flack makes yeah. it a lot larger. Yeah. Flack would be probably quite a bit bigger, but I think they're, they're over a gig now, I believe. But that is pretty impressive when you think about how much you can put on there. Cause this was the conversation I had with the wife. Every time a new phone, you like the, we have the Samsung is our main mm-hmm. drivers and it lets you put in an extra SD card. If you need one, well, I want an SD yeah. card. Why? 
well, yeah. I, I want the space. I'm like, you're never going to fill it up. Mm, you might. I mean, you could if you never deleted anything and put a lot of video on there. Like, I have no, no, no audio on my phone. Uh, it's, uh, it's purely, I guess, photos. I have 175 gigs worth of stuff on my phone. 175 gig worth of photos? What are you taking pictures of? I don't know. I mean, it's all the photos the phone's ever taken. Which is also the problem. That's uh, maybe something we don't have, need. Well, I have out of that, 33 gigs are apps. So I have 33 gigs worth of apps. This is why I can never switch to Android, even though I have an Android phone, is because I think my I've purchased over 10 grand worth of apps for the iPhone. <laughs> And so I ain't walking away from that shit. If you know what I mean? I think grand total. And I, I owned a, an Apple. Well, I still have one, but that was my first phone was one of the first iPhones. Mm-hmm. Now I've got Android and Apple. And I think grand total, my whole life spent on apps. And I will even include the, Hey, you take the survey for Google and they'll give you money. I'll even mm-hmm. include that as the real money I had to pay. Probably twenty to thirty dollars in my life on apps. Mm-hmm. I the only thing I really remember buying is uh, what's it, Aquamail, one of these apps mm-hmm. on uh, yeah, Aquamail, which is great. On uh, don't know what that is on the Android. It's a great mail yeah. app. So, okay, to, to you know, get all of your uh, IMAP accounts that you you may have going on. It'll combine them all. Mm. Well worth yeah, paying we, for the we upgrade have that built in on the iPhone. I know, which this the Android doesn't. And uh, the uh, what do you? There was one of these changers. You can change what's on your uh, your the main way your Android phone works. Why can't I see? I'm going. I'm getting old because I'm not remembering what this stuff is called. Although it's just because I rarely use the phone. Oh, that was weird. I just lost the connection. To my uh, to the troll room computer, did I lose this? Are we still going? Did everything crash and burn? That is weird. I think we crashed and burned. I still see Gene. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was weird. You disconnected, my friend. Yeah, I disconnected. Not only did I disconnect, but I think it was like my router that reset or something because I lost the connection to my remote desktop where I have the troll room running. Yeah. And that's in the basement. I don't think Xfinity ever crashed out, but it was like everything else on my network from this computer crashed out. Mm. It is very weird. And of course I that dropped the stream. Let me see. Are we back on the stream? It says it's playing gay music. So probably not. Let me gay music. <laughs> what? Hey, I don't know what Memro's got going on that machine. Gay Who knows? Uh huh. Who knows? But it will, should be reconnecting. Then I'll have to look at exactly what, uh, yeah, we're back on the stream. I think. Yeah. Well, now tell people that wasn't my fault. That was all on you. Yeah, this is one of the few times it was not Gene's fault. Now, am I connected or not? Because it says it looks like it's 
yellow and yellow's not mm. really uh now it's red again i want there is like something screwed up with are uh, you out of bandwidth or something or no i mean that should not be the case huh it said we were back for a second like and now I, we're not back you know i wonder if uh i probably have to reset the no agenda stream i bet you that crashing in the middle of a show will screw something up it does not like it it does not Damn. like when something just disconnects out of the blue. Mm. So, I mean, we can continue on the conversation as I, as I do this, I'll edit out the silence, but, I see. Uh, okay. Um, so I've got 17 gigs of podcasts on my iPhone. Seven. How many? 17 gigs. Damn. That's a I'm lot a of podcasts. Behind. I'm a little behind. Well, yeah. How, okay. How far are you, uh, with the, uh, like how far do we have to go back? to uh to be act to be active to be up to date are you on what episode how many months back are you behind on like no agenda um so i'm not that far back i'm i think i'm one episode behind on no agenda but there might be like six or seven episodes that i skipped when i was busy so you just were like i don't i can catch up well at some point you just don't bother catching up is what it comes down to or you can listen at 18 times speed, but that is well, not I always recommended. 18 times speed, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I might even be behind on our show for that matter. No, that can't be. How would that I know, happen? Right? I know I've got three episodes I'm behind on Tina and the, or Curry and the Keeper. Um, no, there's a handful of shows that might be a little behind. Like, I'm, looks like I'm about 15 episodes behind on Tulsi Gabbard's podcast. How is her show? Uh, you know, I, I it's not any different than her videos, which is why I'm behind because you get the same stuff watching YouTube. Well, see, that's the difference. Some people think those are podcasts and some don't. Well, they're not really to me. And I know Adam actually has a different opinion on this, but whatever. Um, to me, what makes a podcast a podcast is the fact that you can download it locally. And so by definition, right. The RSS feed. Well, I think that's kind of what he leans on is the RSS feed. I don't care if it's an RSS feed because to me, what, what separated podcasts was that whenever you plugged in your old iPod, it would synchronize uh, all the new shit and put it on your iPod for later listening. So if you, up until about a year ago, you couldn't really do that on YouTube. You couldn't synchronize. You you had to have a live connection. But right now, you don't have a choice. Well, you kind of have a choice. But the default is when you open up the YouTube app on an iPad or an iPhone, it will automatically download all the episodes of the shit you subscribe to. So it's really, they've turned uh, YouTube into a podcast machine well they're trying to yeah they're trying to and so that way once it's downloaded you don't need the network connection you could be on a plane watching stuff watching youtube videos you could be just in a bad coverage area or or you could be downloading only on wi-fi and then being able to watch this stuff when you're off you know driving around or whatever so there there's a there's a very very much emerging happening, I think, with what YouTube is trying to do. They're also trying to kill off uh what's that app 
that everybody hates now, the Chinese one. Oh, yeah, TikTok. TikTok. It's trying to kill off TikTok because it's, man, are they going out of their way to try and promote everybody to do short videos? Like, they're, well, there's a few things. First of all, you know how in the YouTube land, if you, uh, if you use somebody else's music or somebody else's video, you can get a strike on you and then you could potentially lose your channel, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, or they just uh, demonetize your videos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, for shorts, they don't do any of that. You do what any copy anything you want in there, and your short video is good to go. So they're like, "Hey, you could do anything you want. This is the Pretty wild much. west." It, yeah, and I think their take is that it's a limited to one minute, and therefore, it's always fair use. How much copyright infringement can you do in sixty seconds? Well, technically, a lot if you ask people that hold the copyrights, but if you ask YouTube, none makes sense so, so uh, i've this, been putting some of those out that are clearly other people's videos we'll see how that goes nice and uh mm-hmm. welcome back trolls that was not gene's fault that was a network problem on my machine this time yeah and obviously it borked the Absolutely. stream so bad i had to go in and reboot the stream yeah well it might have borked the uh the troll room too you should reset that whole thing too <laughs> just boot everybody and then uh, put them back in <laughs> When it came back up and said, now playing angry tech news, but we are not angry tech no, news. So I fixed that. Good. Yeah. Fix that. Take that damn shit off of there. I'm telling you, you never uh-huh. know what weird thing's going to happen. It's but funny it, how the default, uh, the default thing to play on that whole network seems to be angry tech news. It's weird. It's on over and it's over really and over weird. again. Yeah. It's like, that's what, that, that's all it is. Unless there's something else that happens. Like between part. every show, it's angry tech news. <laughs> it's angry tech news. It's angry tech uh-huh. news. And it keeps getting angrier. I don't get it. You know, when I interviewed Adam, he was very surprised that uh, I wasn't streaming on the no agenda network. And I said, well, you know, I've asked for, for like the instructions on how to get on there and do that. And it was too complicated. And nobody seems to know. Nobody provides me these instructions. It's just like all my requests are ignored. Not only that, I, I can't even ask on the no agenda room because i'm a permaban from there which is a so level that has no only love. been used once no yeah and i said look i i think i might and of course he thought he'd be funny and then replied back with like oh so uh you know watch you better watch it then i might ban permaban you from the no agenda uh, social. social as well okay now <laughs> i'm like oh thanks <laughs> is there a donation amount for adam hey, if you hey 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 <laughs> if you would like sir gene permaban Mm-hmm. from no agenda social just said speaking of permabands i lifted my bands on a whole bunch of people uh including uh your favorite uh polish brother oh what gene now we can talk gene we can be friends that <laughs> yes elmo What's uh, no, no, grouch. that was that was our oscar the grouch that wasn't elmo good, good call uh, elmo says, Hi, gene. yeah uh that's such a not a voice that should be coming out of your mouth, dude. <laughs> Elmo yeah. says, I like listening to Third Gene Speaks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a voice that should be saying any of that stuff. So <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he we're we're back to communicating. But then some of the people that I am on band as part of this whole band, it's funny because they all seem to be Polish, but uh I don't know how that happened. But uh a couple of them instantly started 
throwing insults up there. Oh, and, because you uh, unblock. So now they're like, I'm, oh, yeah. I got time. I, I, you uh, open the window and they're throwing I, eggs in. I did. I did. And one of the guys had to even get a new account just to be able to go and start to circumvent me the blocking. Shit. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I think, I think I'm okay with that guy. We, I, I kind of talked to him and he seemed to have calmed down a little bit. Uh, but did, man, did you send like, him a free poncho. No, I'm definitely not doing that. Uh, free, free nothing, man. And, but then one of the guys, um, who I actually had on, on my podcast and like, he was super fan, uh, number one in Poland of my show. And then when the whole Ukraine situation happened, like he just went insane. Oh, he turned. Oh no. I, he just went literal insane and like medically diagnosably insane. Oh, uh, that's my diagnosis anyway. So are you a medical doctor? You know, I play one on the podcast, so I think that qualifies me sufficiently for remote diagnostics. Uh, so no, it, then it was literally like just nonstop insults being thrown and i'm like okay well you you go back to being rebanned again i guess Ooh, that, that, that's that's why i banned people initially including uh csb was that they went from just having different opinions about topics which yeah, plenty of people do in no gen social to start throwing insults around and calling me names doing this stuff like dude i'm not in fucking high school okay i don't I don't need to listen to this crap. Well, that just that's becomes a, a waste of time. It, that's exactly it. Like my time is much more valuable. You may not think it is, but it is actually much more valuable than that. I just don't need to deal with any of that crap. So disagreements that are interesting. I've had plenty of conversations with people that have other opinions that I disagree with. Um, and they're not like, that's not a troll and that's not something that's bannable that's just somebody who's wrong but when they start uh telling me to go fuck myself and all this other stuff i'm like yeah I, that's just I, I don't i don't need to waste my time on that shit the so, time wasters man. i have no problem banning mm-hmm. them when it's yeah. somebody that you give them 14 different reasons why what they just said was incorrect and then they go yeah. Haha, you can't refute my point i'm like click well that's not even that bad it's not even refute your point it's like yeah why don't you go suck balls because you're an idiot Okay, that's okay. one step further. All right. Yes, that's good. Yeah. And then um I finally had to ban post the whole domain. I've been close plenty of times, but I've never actually pulled the trigger because I know that there are people that actually were subscribers or followers on that domain of my account that I don't understand why they're on that instance. The post is a Mastodon instance that is basically full of nazis and uh well they're not real nazis obviously they're they just play one are they illinois nazis like in the blues brothers the no they're they're larping nazis they're they're basement dwellers who are incels uh that that means they don't have sex for anyone that doesn't know what an incel is uh involuntary celibate so they're all married for yeah they they might as well be (laughs) But it, it doesn't matter. They're they're literally basement dwellers whose only real pastime, and none of their pastime includes being out in sunlight. Their only pastime is to be a contrarian, which literally means going on and 
just saying whatever is the opposite with no consistency of what somebody else is saying. And they all have their little groups. And Post is an instance of Mastodon that seems to be a conflagration of these folks. And so they all hang out and then chuckle about uh, wasting time on other people. And like I said, unfortunately, there's also a few people that I have no problem talking to that for God only knows what reason have their accounts on that instance. But I finally had to put stop to it because it, because generally the reply to anything is the Jews, the Jews, it's the Jews. And, uh, and if it's not the Jews, then it's the N word. And if it's not the N word, then it's like just non sequiturs about how stupid, you know, people are. It, it is the kind of conversation that, if you can call it conversation at all, that you would expect not even in high school, but rather in junior high school, where back in, back in my day, everybody would have said, you know, that's gay for yes. literally anything. Yes. Or you're a fag. Oh, you're a fag. And it, none, neither of those meant anything sexually. No, had no was, idea. <laughs> no, it was just what you said. If you wanted to piss the other person off. Literally, that was the goal. The goal was to say something that makes the other person get mad. Well, right. Which is exactly and that's the point. what these guys do. Right. And that's exactly the point that I've made when a lot of people end up getting accused of being a racist. And maybe they are, but mm-hmm. you know, if you're having an argument with somebody that may be of a certain skin complexion, you pull that word out and it's going to piss them off more than anything else. And you know, a lot of people will pull that out just because they want to piss the other person off. Mm-hmm. But it's like yeah. now you have to be very careful about that kind of stuff. Right. You mean like Latino? Right. Or, exactly. Yeah, I thought. Well, so, yeah. Or if, you know, again, if you're going to go against my, my brother in the Irish, you'd be like, hey mm-hmm. there, a potato farmer, or you Mick. Ooh, what an insult. Potato I, farmer. I know. Oh, my God. Or you Mick. Dare you. You're a Mick. Like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mick something. I'm a really tall leprechaun. You are a tall leprechaun. Where's my gold? I, I don't. I'm still looking my for gold, it, man. <laughs> right here Give somewhere. My gold. <laughs> Got my gold. Give me, let me hold it down. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, um, so I've now kind of mostly transitioned to doing interviews. Oh, you finally transitioned. Video. Well, that was good. I did. I fully transitioned uh, to doing interviews with video. So now I'm starting to build up a, a library of not just audio, but video interviews, which is good. By the way, I don't know how we're only on episode 60 something because Sergene Speaks is on 110. Well, you do those at 2.5 speed. I don't really no not those no those are actually good so those are at one and a quarter i think we should i mean if we only do one show every three weeks we'll catch up i think that's kind of the issue because we were doing like one show a week but lately it feels like it's once a month i'm hoping this is getting to be behind me at this point so we'll yeah. see yeah uh, because i mean there's only so many ways you're trying to die i know it's a one at a time but now they're like oh we might be able to fix your eye in a year. It's like, what can the heart hold out? That would be great. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Don't want that to go down in the wrong direction. No. Have you thought about getting a spare one? I maybe I could use a few. I know. I mean, it's like, you should talk to your cardiologist about this and say, look, 
my eyeball situation. They're telling me like it's a year wait. Can we just order a heart right now uh-huh. for when this one goes? The uh, again, the interesting thing being that I stopped taking the statin last week yeah, on Wednesday. I'm totally with you on that. As a totally not a real doctor, I fully agree that you should stop taking statins. Cleared up within forty eight hours. I uh, didn't take the the other heart rhythm pill mm-hmm. yesterday, which would would have been two doses missed. Mm-hmm. And I was having a few palpitations this morning, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, maybe I should continue taking that one for now. Yep. I don't know but how long. Same time. You know, whatever this, uh, you know, what the statin is, how long yep. that stays in your blood that may affect things. And I'm thinking a lot of this About is a week. So that would make sense. So. You, probably want to give a little more time here before going mm-hmm. and changing more things with my body chemistry at the same time. Yeah. One step at a time. But over this last week, things have been very stable, which is something I can't remember a week where it's been stable over like the last five months. So, yeah. Well, and cholesterol gets a bad rep because cholesterol is absolutely necessary for the preparation of an awful lot of your, uh, your, what, what do we call those things? Um, uh, the chemicals that control your body's response, like, like you, um, you know, all the, God, what's the, what's the term for them? Uh, your body is a machine and you're well, turning something off, right? You're, you're turning off the, production of cholesterol is what you're turning off and the cholesterol is a precursor it is utilized in the production of things like adrenaline cortisol what are what are those called i'm I'm not finding the word i don't know it's it's the chemicals in your body that control how your body operates uh that's what 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 is manufactured from cholesterol and when typically when they refer to cholesterol, it's cholesterol uh, that's in your arteries that might be creating some clogs. Right. But it's really calcium, not the cholesterol, that is the problem. Cholesterol in and of itself is actually, it's kind of, it's like a gelatin. It's kind of gooey. The mm, problem is that toast. you have calcification of the cholesterol deposits. And when that happens, that turns into a more of a hard substance. Right. So the blood can't get through those veins. Yeah, exactly. And what I learned uh, when I looked at the uh, my full body uh, CAT scan was that that isn't on the inside of the arteries. It's in it's between the arterial wall and the outside. muscles and organs and stuff so it's it's actually depositing the cholesterol and then that cholesterol is calcifying uh, but there's a still the arterial wall between the the blood flowing through the artery and that calcium because the thought would be is like well can't you just do like a rotor rooter on there and just right. like stick something in there and well that's why they keep off? putting stents in for people well, but the stent doesn't clean it. The stent enlarges the diameter. Right. Just opens it up. And uh, it basically takes the pipe and makes the pipe fatter to compensate for the, for the reduction in the pipe. For the gunk. Yeah. But it doesn't remove the gunk. And that's, that's why I'm like, well, this is bullshit. What the hell's you know, medicine been doing for the last hundred years 
You're like, how yeah, do we get a high thing on this? You need a high pressure jet wash just to take all the sludge. And- <clears throat> well, what, what they really need is something that removes the calcium from those calcified cholesterol deposits and allows the, the, uh, uh, once you remove the calcium, then the extra cholesterol should be a lot softer and be able to just dissipate the normal body movements and stuff. That that's the issue. So it, it's a complicated question. Obviously, I'm super simplifying it, but it's it's fascinating to actually see this shit in your own body uh, with the technology that's available, and then hear the doctors say, "Yeah, we can't really do that." It's like, well, we can replace those. Uh, you know, we can replace those arteries for you if you'd like. And it's like, well, it's not, not really an ideal solution. Uh, it would be nice to just get rid of the part that we don't want. Right. And not have to throw away the parts that work just fine. Not like we got to cut you open and put some new arteries in here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, no, oh, that's not a, it's <laughs> not a good solution. I don't like that one bit. And the problem is you need calcium for a lot of things, not just your bones. Your bones obviously use calcium. So you can't just like stop eating calcium and oh, I'll just pull it out of my cholesterol deposit. I mean, it, it may, but it also pull it out of everything else too. Uh, but calcium is also used for brain functions, also used for uh, cell meta- met- metabolization. Like there's a lot of uses of calcium in your body. Um, it's used in the ATP process, I think. So it, it's not something that you ought to be just, willy-nilly turning off no is uh that they'll have a lot of other negative effects and i have read hundreds if not over a thousand different reviews what people say about their experiences with statins and oh my i mean i didn't read them all word for word but i mm-hmm. skimmed them yep and the amount of side effects oh my goodness uh oh they're horrible I do understand why my cardiologist thinks I'm nuts and doesn't believe that stopping the statin did anything. I get it because I'd see what the percentage of people who have the problem is. Yeah. But when you kind of consider this, it's like, okay, there was one study that said it was like 0.91%. It's like, but that means it's almost one out of a hundred. And it's like, I'm just thinking when I go to, well, when I used to go to the ballpark, you know, even a bad White Sox crowd, 20,000 people, that means 200 people in that crowd would be. Mm-hmm. having that pro- it's like it's not like a one in a billion kind of a thing no and i know it's still just ant antidote. i always want to say antidotal but i know it's antidotal evidence that right. within two you know 48 hours of stopping the drug the massive heart well, rate what do, you, what do you think statistics is made out of right it's a lot of antidotal evidence that's what it is it's just a, a bunch of collected antidotes and uh so again, we'll see how this yeah. all goes. I mean, the bottom line is I feel really good now, which is, mm-hmm. which is a plus. I don't like being on the flecainide because it seems like that's a bad drug to be on. It's a harsh one. But, uh, you know, one step at a time, I guess I do need to let this process work out a little bit. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, one, I was the guy that was like, no, I'm stopping the statin, even though he's like, no, don't do that. But now he's not going to believe it was stopping the statin that helped. Which may just mean I need a new doctor. If that it could be, yeah, it's like you know, I, I've decided to change my statin routine by getting a different doctor. Yeah, and that's the beauty of being in America, baby. You can do that. But some of these side effects, and there was what—it's funny. I, my, I made the joke before my wife could, 
Yeah. Because a vast majority of the people complaining of the heart racing and palpitations mm-hmm. with the statin women. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I must just have a really big vagina, man. Cause I, <laughs> I, I'm having this issue, <laughs> but there was one woman that was like, you know, I went into the ER, the, you know, yeah. and just like with me, the, nobody in the ER was like, you know, this could be your statin. They check what you're on. And just like so we, one thing to give additional non-medical advice, because, because uh, we yeah, aren't I'm doctors, doctor. but um, one thing, let me, let me connect you with a guy. You got a guy. I got a guy. And he is an expert in uh, high-tech medicine. Uh, so he's not cheap. But you'll pay but, the cost just to keep me alive to keep doing shows. I, I kind of think it might be easier for me to do the show without you. Frankly, but, <laughs> At least cheaper. <laughs> uh, although I got to figure out how to get on the stream. before. Right. You see, there we go. This part. is where the, the mm-hmm. worth comes in. That's right. But... Uh, but there are a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, what are they called? They're uh, uh, peptides. So there are a lot of peptides out there that are not approved for human use. And a lot of these peptides, uh, when injected into appropriate areas of the body, will fix a lot of issues that people are having when their body isn't producing a sufficient amount of these peptides. Makes and sense. so they're, they're closer to like, for example, um, uh, you know, I've been a diabetic forever, so I do insulin injection. Well, insulin is a peptide. So it's a naturally produced substance in your body that is used to regulate some form of bodily function. In this, in the case of insulin, it is the, the absorption of sugars, sugar molecules through cell wall. So that's why if you're a type one diabetic, which people that are born that don't produce insulin, they have to get injections just to live because without insulin, you're literally, doesn't matter how much you eat, your, uh, your cells in your body just can't absorb the sugar that's in your blood. Uh, with type two, which is usually fat dude diabetic, uh, or a fat woman, I guess. Yeah, don't, um, don't be gender specific. I know. Obviously, I shouldn't gender, but uh, it's it's related, but it's slightly different. It's that's not that your body doesn't produce insulin; it's that your body produces the standard adult amount of insulin, but you have so many fat cells that you don't have sufficient amount of insulin in order for uh, all the sugar to be absorbed by your uh, non-fat cells. I'm super oversimplifying, guys. So I, I, I'm sure there's people trying to correct me right now. Uh, but there are also like 180 different peptides out there, which are these sort of, I, I don't know what to call them, really. They're, they're enzymes. They're, they're things that are produced within the body. They're not drugs. That's the cool thing about peptide medicine is it's not, they're not drugs. It's just like externally increasing a chemical that your body naturally produces slightly. Um, well, a little like, difference uh, can go a long way. It could like look at testosterone, right? Which is what they're using in uh, trans patients right now. That, that flips you from being a male to a female or the other way around. 
at least as far as uh you know men growing breasts or uh well women can't grow penis <laughs> i'm sure I'm they're sure trying to work of, out some of them right would love now. to do that yeah they're trying to fix that but the point is that uh there are things so the difference is a medicine that you take <clears throat> is introducing a substance that affects a particular chemical process from happening. So in this case, the statin prevents certain enzymes from being uh, created or released out of the liver. And thereby, it's reducing the amount of available cholesterol to your body. Uh, that That is a, a chemical function, right? What, um, what most medicines do is they figured out a way to change the chemistry of your body through some form of, uh, foreign agent and not, not the Russian kind. And yeah. And where, whereas these peptides, which are most people have never heard of, or they have, they haven't really like, they they don't realize that. Yeah, they, they are mostly available right now. So the way this works, and this is totally not an ad because this, we can't do medical ads. It's illegal. Uh, this is just me describing the process. So I want to be super clear on that so there's no lawsuits. The way it works is a lot of these peptides, I think over 100 of them right now, are available for study. So if you are a medical um, practitioner, that is conducting a study on a particular peptide, you can totally legitimately order it from companies that, uh, I don't know if they're synthesizing it or if they're aggregating it, but whatever they're doing, they're selling the damn things. So somehow they get them. Uh, I'm going to guess they're synthesizing them, but whatever it is, they're creating and selling a variety of these peptides. And so if you happen to be participating in a study for this particular type of peptides, and, and there's a lot of peptides that control various functions of the human body, including the, um, the absorption of, uh, of sugars for energy, including the, the uh, speed of your metabolism, like all these things are controlled by peptides uh, within your body normally. So if you if you find a peptide, or let's say your doctor finds a peptide that would be helpful to you, and let's say then you become a part of a study, and let just for the sake of argument say you're a study of one person, uh, but you're still a part of a study. I mean, you're still a study. You can get these peptides, or your doctor can get these peptides uh, prescribed and sent over to you, even though they're not FDA approved and they haven't been. Uh, available for uh, human consumption because that's the exclusion is if it's part of a study, then they can still do it. And I, I personally know people that have had uh, some very positive results from writing these things. They're not super cheap. They're not super expensive either though. They're on par, I guess I would say with, um, uh, with what a, uh, a premium medicine cost, but they're not like crazy. Makes sense. Medical but also, science, but also insurance doesn't cover any of this stuff. Cause it's all experimental, right? It's like not real. Insurance, insurance will never pay for you to be part of a study. No. 
So but, you know, that's the, the flip side. Your mileage may vary. And there are doctors Absolutely. who just don't understand what. Uh, and probably a hundred years from now, all of these peptides will be part of normal medicine and will be able to be prescribed by a doctor. But they're literally just getting into this part. And, and well, I'll tell you, the biggest reason for this is because they all of these peptides being naturally produced in your body are exempt from um, uh, from a patent. So if you can't patent it, there's not a whole lot of reason for medical companies to manufacture them. It's not going to make them a billion dollars. It Well, it can't because basically you can only make generic versions of it that right. don't cost a whole lot. And so with no incentive to do that, there's not a whole lot of money being spent on that for medical companies, uh, which is why peptides haven't already become more of a standard way of treating uh, ailments. But to me, it's kind of like the way I would describe it as uh, if we use a car as a metaphor. Uh, if you have a, um, if you, you've got different fluids in the car that do different things, like your windshield washer fluid, you don't want to get inside the engine because you need oil inside the engine for lubrication. Right. And the mercury and you don't want fluid, in your mouth. Eh, arguable. But, <laughs> but yeah, so there, there are different, different uh, substances that you need for different actions within your car. Uh, and a lot of times the, the solution with, uh, with drugs is to basically say, okay, oh, looks like um, uh, looks like your car is not putting out enough horsepower and the real reason could be because the spark plugs like are getting worn off. You don't get a good spark every time. It's, it's, it's doing some weird backfiring. So surgery would be like getting a, a timing belt replaced, but most drugs are is like taking that and then uh, putting nitrous oxide into the engine to fix the problem with bad timing in a in a uh, engine that's not putting enough horsepower. Yeah, it'll get you back to where the horsepower rating was on the car when it was new, but it's also not really good for the engine. No, it's going to wear that sucker yeah. out. What'd be better is to do something that is conducive to the health of the engine, not just the immediate fix of it. And of course, this is why doctors do say the same thing to all of us, which is, yeah, you really ought to lose some weight. Right. Because that better. will fix most of the problem. Oh, and I understand. That's why as much as Your I want to will regrow, I mean, all kinds of things will happen. That would be nice. As much as I want to be pissed off about this whole situation, it's like, I get it when the side effects are maybe a half a percent or even 1% that's the doctor's his uh, default is no, that's not what's causing it. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I get it. I love that. You know, and it's, I get it. As I've mentioned a lot before I yeah. can have a nice big peanut butter sandwich mm -hmm. and I'm okay. It's going to kill somebody else, <laughs> you know? So this is when people that's are like, true. you know, I, I forgot about that. Some people can't eat peanut butter. I right. Guess. So, yeah. I mean, you could say drugs are bad, but it's like, no, it's a percentage game and the doctors are yeah. playing the percentage. And if I'm the one asshole who happens to have the side effect, that's a one in a hundred or less. I understand why they might not believe it, mm -hmm. but it's like, then you still have to work with me and go one step at a time to 
figure this stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. But that was yeah. what again the one woman I found who was like she went into the ER and she described watching her heart rate on the monitor like watching something a five year old would scribble, mm. and I'm like, Dad, they're pretty much exactly what was happening to me, and nobody even said this could possibly be the stat. And I guess she was lucky because for people that have side effects, you are so fucking lucky if it happens mm-hmm. within a day, a week, or two weeks of starting a medication. Mm-hmm. For me, the stuff was so minor. It it was really enough time. Although I realized what had changed, it wasn't like a light switch going on. Mm-hmm. And that makes it even worse. For a lot of these folks who had the side effects, she was only on the statin for like a week or so. So immediately is like, well, I just started this. Mm-hmm. And then stopped taking it and it went away. Again, maybe totally unrelated. But most likely, no. And there were enough people that complained about it. And my wife, this is the only reason I stopped taking the statin the day I did, which was last week on uh, Thursday. I, I That's when I started skipping the doses. Yep. The wife on Thursday was just having a conversation with a coworker who mentioned that she had been on a statin and like a day in, she was getting a racing heart and had to stop. And I'm like, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. You got to know. Yep. We do have a few people to thank for today's show. Oh, hey. Even though we haven't been around for a while. Yeah. I think these are monthly. Our buddy, sir, truck driver with 565, keeping the shiny side up. Kevin Seifert with $5. We appreciate that. And then we got a few booster grams. Amducious was digging the, uh, the shit kicking Irish songs I was playing before the show. Oh, there you go. And then net Ned came in with a 3000 Satoshi boost that I don't have much in my wallet, but I figured I would donate to sir Gene on his quest to be perma banned from no agenda social. <laughs> So, I mean, there's, it's a ready, they groundswell. I know. It seems like it. That's, Look, we, that's amazing. We can get so Gene basically off. You got a donation for stuff you did before I came out and another one to kick me off. Yeah. Okay. Well, although I don't know if he realized he should be donating to Adam to kick you off because he's that's the one. True. You don't have any power to do that. He now. might actually be going for the Sir Gene defense fund in case they try to kick you off. No agenda social. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That would be big business. Uh, yeah, that would be, if yeah, you want to, if I got kicked off the original social, the number of posts would be cut in half. You know how much money that would save them in server time? And- I know that's, that's <laughs> honestly, Adam kind of bitches about that is the, how much people are uploading. And I'm clearly half of that. It is a, a serious thing when you realize how much it's, it's one thing when it was just Twitter back in the old days. Mm-hmm. where it was just the text part. That was nothing. Once you're like, hey, upload video and photo yeah. and all the... Uh, then, Everybody wants to see a meme image these days. Yeah, that'll uh, certainly add up. And if you want to help support this show, unrelenting.show, we highly recommend you do if you yeah. enjoy the show. I, I will say, yesterday, I was doing some accounting and I downloaded my latest PayPal spreadsheets and... Because of some nice donations we got from uh, one donor via check, I had a lot of money, at least a few hundred bucks nice. to send Larry and a few hundred bucks to send Bemrose. And I looked at this show and I'm like, I would only have like 15 bucks to send you. I'm not even yeah, doing this. Might as well hold on to it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let it, let it ride. Can we put this down well, on. I will say it, it confirms that people really do take your heart when I say. They right. Which You're like, don't, don't donate. bother donating. There's yeah. no reason to. I mean, it's like, whatever. Just listen to the show because that way, if you're not donating, 
we can't really take you into too much when you're like that. This show sucks. You're like, yeah, did you donate? Yeah. No, no. Well, then we aren't, we don't have to respond to you. No, no. And, and I think realistically speaking, the, I mean, look, you can ask people to donate and it's been definitely proven over and over on, on YouTube that people who ask for donations with exactly the same quality content as people who don't ask for donations, the people that ask will get a lot more donations because that little reminder does push people towards making that happen. My point has generally been, and this is advice I've given other people, including people on YouTube, is that unless you can generate a sufficient amount of money, then asking for donations simply makes people less inclined to listen or watch in the future. Right, because they feel that it is ruining yeah. the content. Adam and, Curry and talks about that. The example of this is people that on YouTube have like 120 subscribers, an average of about 40 people watching each episode of YouTube that they put out. And then they spend the first four minutes asking for money. I'm like, okay, let's say that you got double what the average donation rate is. So the average rate is about two and a half to 3%. Let's say you got six, which would be double that rate in donations. 6% of 40 people. So that's three people. So you get three donations of a couple of bucks. How much difference is that truly going to make in your lifestyle? And my guess is zero. Well, now that we have the magical way to track everything, Adam Curry over at no agenda mm-hmm. has been talking about exactly the numbers of people even listening yeah. to the show that skip the donation segment, which is basically the, Hey, we need your support yep. segment. And yep. when you're not listening live, that there are chapters, you can skip that easily. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And people do that. I, I always thought they were fun. So I've generally listened to those segments because that's usually when John insults somebody. Well, yeah. And it's a lot of times it's me, <laughs> which is always fun. Uh-huh. Although the other uh-huh. day, Adam went into his, uh, his bit at that point in the show with, with just the right cadence, I guess, and, and energy in his voice where mm-hmm. I have to pull this quote out. Dvorak said, Hey, you sounded like Darren O'Neill there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's see, now that's a call out right there. That is like the it, ultimate it compliment. Is. And, and, uh, on that same show, uh, his comment to me was like, well, if he's listening to one and a half speed, he ought to donate one and a half times yes, as much. Right. Like, no, no, because <laughs> I'm donating per hour of content and the hour goes by faster. So why would, why would I do like When you're more? asking for donations, the multiple uh, always goes in your favor. Yeah, Don't forget about apparently. that. Well, and this, this is, again, this is the, the hilariousness of John C. Dwarak, right? Is, if you give him money the way I just sent them 200 and something dollars, right? That guarantees he's going to put you down. He's going to, he's going to tell you that you did something wrong. So this is, this is the, uh, what you're truly buying with your donation. Yes. You're supporting the show and great. They do a good job, but the, the little gift back that you get from the show is John somehow insulting you. Which is great. Which is great content. Yeah. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to be insulted by John? I mean, this is, well, th- see, that should actually be a donation amount. 
be insulted by John C. Dvorak. It's it is. It's anything over two hundred dollars <laughs> gets you an insult from John, whether you ask for it or not. Oh, you're asking. I tell you by by donating, you are asking. And if you stay on the stream right now after yeah. our show, you will hear the Podfather with Dave Jones doing podcasting 2.0. Yeah. A great show. Hey, before you drop off, I'm going to plug it. Uh, just two good old boys because Ben is coming back from Saudi Arabia. Oh, there should be some stories there. Lots of stories. And he's flying in, in fucking business class on Emirates. Wow. That's pretty from fancy. Direct flight. Well, he should have um, stories. It's just yeah. the good old boys podcast available. We're all finer how podcasts. good old boys fly. That is how <laughs> right. I don't know about that, but I will. Uh-huh. That, that would be an interesting story. That is one yeah. of Gene's other podcasts. In case you didn't know, That's Gene right. does more than just unrelenting. Not as many as you, but still way too many. You're, well, because uh, I mean, what else are we going to do with our time? Yeah, I know. That's the sad part. I do random thoughts, planet rage, grumpy old Ben's the rock and roll pre-show and we're going to be back again next Friday. God willing. And if the creeks don't rise for another unrelenting yeah, live, join us nine, no 10 a.m. Central. I'm yeah, not even, I, I don't even know when we're doing this gene. Like, yeah. Once a month, whatever. Yeah, why don't you go suck balls because you're an idiot.